Welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. My name's Hannah. And my name's Chris. This is a podcast about exploring the rhythms, patterns, and habits that bring joy and add richness to our everyday lives. From daily habits to embracing the changing seasons, it's not about mindless routines, but patterns with purpose. It's about making something special out of something ordinary. If you're someone who wants to move beyond just being more efficient or productive and instead find ways to infuse your days with small, familiar moments that matter, then you've found two new friends with the same goal. Every episode, listen in as we share a reflection on the role of rhythms in our lives. Join our conversation as we unpack this idea further and then spend a moment with us considering how that rhythm could shape or add richness to our lives today. This is episode 18, Your New Resolution Began Last Year. Happy New Year. Here's what Forbes magazine says are the main resolutions people make at the end of the year. Improved mental health, improved fitness, lose weight, improved diet, improved finances. So which one will you be giving up? Sorry, I know that's mean, but statistically 23% of people give up within a week and 47% by the end of January. So here's my first hot take for the new year. Your new resolution began last year. That's because the thing that you value, the thing that you want, and the thing that you wish you could achieve is likely to be something you are already aware of. You probably already know that you want to get your finances in order or lose weight. It's just that the new year is an opportunity, and a great one at that, to purposefully consider those goals. There's a whole heap of reasons why New Year's resolutions fail, however. And that's why considering your goals now, rather than at the end of the year, is so helpful. You don't want to set yourself up to fail and become one of those statistics. Since this is the Rhythms Podcast, let's hone in on why your habits, patterns or routines might be influencing these statistics. The first is one we've already covered. Your goals should be set as soon as the need or desire comes up. Traditions can be great, but when they become repeated robotically with no thought or consideration, they lose the impact of their original purpose. Your goals are a reflection of what you would like your future to look like. A resolution for tradition's sake won't get you to where you need to go. So set those goals with purpose and meaning. Secondly, resolutions fail when we don't anticipate that things will go wrong. No matter how big or how small your resolution, something is going to go wrong. These will knock your enthusiasm to the ground if you haven't given yourself the space and permission to fail. To keep your optimism, identify obstacles and create plans to avoid those inevitable barriers. This will reduce the possibility of setbacks or failure. Thirdly, set goals into challenging, measured, but smaller pieces. Goals should be easy enough to be approachable, but challenging enough that they offer a sense of accomplishment when we achieve them. By breaking them into pieces, 
It gives you a measurable trajectory towards success. It also gives you a chance to celebrate small wins when you reach a milestone. Celebrating wins is super important since it reinforces a sense of progression until you reach your final goal. Finally, accountability. And this simply means that you're responsible to someone or something else to accomplish the goal. This can be motivating because it gives you someone else to lean on for support, guidance, or even a push in the right direction when something goes wrong. Friends are a great way to have accountability. Maybe you share a goal and share your progress with each other. You could join some type of accountability group, maybe online, like a forum or in person, depending on the goal or activity. Maybe you even put some money on the line and hire a coach for things like weight loss or financial planning. So take a minute now to think of your new resolution, or in this case, your old resolution. What can you do to make it a reality? Your resolution has already started, so get started now. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Oh, was that cheesy? Us <laughs> counting down our own New Year's. I think it is a bit cheesy, but Chris, it's cheesy it in real life. It's just one of those cheesy traditions that it's everyone so seems weird. to do. Whether you like, you kind of feel yeah. like you should. Even if if you even make it to midnight, I mean, you get. I know. I think I've actually opted out the last couple oh, of years. That's right. You have. I'm a first-hand witness because that's part of our New Year's rhythm is that we spend it with you guys and you're a bit of a wuss. Much like much like this year, 2024, Well, we'll Chris. see. We're, we're not quite there yet, so we're kind of talking to you pre-New <laughs> no. Year's. We're not 100% over the hurdle yet, but we are, for all intents and purposes, talking to you in 2024. Wow. Whoa, hey. Henry and Chris with you, but it's your present, yeah, Got Henry any stock Chris. picks? For 2024? No? <laughs> so, yeah. Time, it's it's one of those times that's like we're getting through this holiday season now, still rich with traditions and rituals, just like counting down at midnight and then jumping into a cold, freezing cold pool. Some of us. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, yeah. Okay, that's what everyone at my house does, but I Except have not you, been doing it recently. Because you opted out. Because, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't need it. It doesn't have much meaning uh, for it's me. It's not familiar or lovely anymore, is it? Well, it has to be like a meaningful thing for me, for me to like get into it, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Although I potentially, that's just me being a little bit selfish. I don't know. Yeah, while the Christmas trees are coming down. The tinsel is coming down. The mm -hmm. holidays are tapering off. And what's next? It's a whole new year. Is that exciting mm. or terrifying? I'm not sure. Uh, both, I think. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Because it means a whole new year full of new challenges, new excitements. Maybe you're expecting something. Maybe you're waiting for something. Maybe you're apprehensive about something this year. It's just unknown, eh? There's so much new road to travel. Yeah. But I feel like generally for a lot of us, there's like this kind of like exciting energy, right? We're like, really, it's yeah. like that new year, new you vibe. Yeah. 
It is. Yeah. And it's what we want to talk about is this idea of making resolutions and how there's a bit of a rhythm to it, right? We do that every year. Or some of us do. Do you make news resolutions, Anna? Uh, nah, no, no. I, I for but a did while. did you used to? Uh, there's one year I actually still have the piece of paper, like stuck on the back of my closet door and it was like this template you could fill in with all these different things like different prompts yeah i did that year and then mm -hmm. a few years i did what's my word for this year oh that's interesting that's a twist yeah is that like yeah, what but, do you what kind of what's your guiding word for the year oh well once i felt we've actually talked about this camp before that um i went on every summer and um, one year we were talking about like the fruit that you want to see in your life. And I felt very convicted that I should be seeing more self-control in my life. <laughs> so self-control was my word for the year. I think it was for like the two after that as well. And then I gave up. Was it self-control when buying furniture? At that time in my life, yes, it probably was. That's when I still lived at home and had like more disposable income than I should have had. So like mid-century modern couches would just arrive. That could be your next podcast. <laughs> well, if it involves me buying more furniture and trying it out, that'd be great. We just need a sponsor. Yeah. Well, your, your word for the year. Well, you should set one up for 2024. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Are you like a big New Year's? I think you must be New Year's resolution guy. I used to be a New Year's resolution person, but I think my perspective has changed. And which is why I have made the argument that actually your New Year's resolution began last year. Mm -hmm, okay. Because I think that the thing you want to achieve, you know that you want to achieve it already. You don't need to wait till New Year's to actually make that priority. You already know that you want to lose weight or you want to uh, sort your finances out. But it's funny that New Year's resolutions are this like doorway, this like permission giver for us to make that a reality. Like, okay, I'm going to sort out my, I'm going to lose 10 kilos and January 1st, clean slate, let's get the ball rolling. But I want to argue that actually you've got the capability of having your new resolution now mm -hmm. or your 2025 New Year's resolution has already started. So obviously... If people are listening to this today, which is the 1st of January, or, you know, maybe the few days after that, then you might be at a time, though, where people are, like, talking about news resolutions and you're trying to think, like, okay, well, what would mine be? Look to what was going on then last year, because if you're already at New Year's, that's fine. But that's sort of what you're mm -hmm. encouraging us to think about is, like, you know, it doesn't have to be this, like, big first of the year thing. No. Um, if you're listening to this in July 2024, don't wait for January 2025. Yeah. For some reason, like, the whole idea of doing a resolution has been programmed into us as, like, this is a great place to start. And um, in my journey through weight loss, there's this idea that, oh, I'll begin on Monday. You know, it's a psychological barrier. Yes that says I am not ready until this predetermined amount of time. But my argument is the goal should start at a time of change or when change is needed, right? So if I mm -hmm. want to start losing weight, why wait till Monday? You know, start now, make a, mm -hmm. make a change now, do like a press up now or go for a walk now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great to make that commitment at New Year's time because it's exciting and it can be inspiring. 
to have that goal set and it's like a really decent line in the sand but when it's and it'd be interesting to to pull on this one is like when that becomes a given or a, a just a thing that happens every year do you think it's easier to write it off or like forget about it because I, the, some of the stats are, are crazy you know like 40 percent of resolutions end uh, i can't remember what it was and i said it in the reflection but it's like a decent chunk of of resolutions end by January and end in the first week of January as well. I mean, I think it's an interesting one because I think sometimes when we have that like fresh start, new year energy, maybe we um, want to grasp for something bigger or different, whatever that we might otherwise. And then also, yeah, I think then when we trip or stumble, then we feel like one of the bad stats and then it can be kind of easy to feel like a failure, yeah. you know, which is also isn't very no. helpful for us. Um, and in terms of like, and if you're someone who just doesn't have New Year's resolutions, like same, I'm in that club too. And I think I, I was, I went to the king of habits, you know, of James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits. And he talks about, you know, people often think that they want something far off and that that's the thing that's mm -hmm. going to make them happy. So the thing about like moving to a new place or getting a different job or meeting someone new will change how they're going to feel. But he says, happiness will always be withheld if you believe it is somewhere else. The secret is to find happiness in the people and places that are close to you. See the beauty in the things that are nearby. And I loved that because I thought he's not someone who's telling you like stay where you are, stay stuck in the mud because he's all about like building habits and how your habits help you become the type of person you want to be. But he is saying like you don't need to be like reaching really far. You know, he actually talks about like start mm. small and that's something that you brought yeah. up as well. No wonder it's a bestseller, eh? Atomic Habits. That's so <laughs> yeah. many gems in there, but he's totally right. When you set a goal that's so big and so far away, it's really hard to conceptualize completing that. Like, again, uh, weight loss, which mm -hmm. is probably, I think, one of the biggest New Year's resolutions that people have. Set, even setting a goal mm -hmm. of, I just want to lose weight, is so abstract that you don't really know what mm -hmm. you're trying to achieve. And it's just too hard to conceptualize what that, what that means. Like, I've reached my weight loss goal now. But if I didn't have that number or that, like, I want to do X amount of kilos in X amount of weeks, I couldn't visualize succeeding in that. And yeah. I think what's important is that you need to break up your goal into smaller and more meaningful chunks because it also allows you to, like, make each of those achievements, each of those little steps a victory in itself. And it makes the cumulative mm -hmm. victory bigger, I think. It stacks. It becomes more important, more meaningful, more significant because you've actually achieved all of these little victories along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, yeah, that's it's such a good point uh, because how often do we set a goal and we don't really define what the goal is? We just say, oh, "I'd like to, I'd like to do this," and I don't have a plan. I don't have um, a time frame. I don't have any tools. I haven't thought about how I'm going to do this, but I just want to do it. And that's what I think the, the DNA of a lot of New Year's resolutions is. It's like fanciful thinking. It's like, wouldn't it be great if I could mm -hmm. lose weight? But it's not a plan. It's not a... And I'm speaking very generally here because there'll be people here who are like, January 1st, this is my plan. You know, this is how I'm going to achieve it. Mm -hmm. 
But I think for the most part, it feels very fanciful. It feels like you're getting swept away a bit in the festiveness of the moment and maybe not thinking of it in terms of real practicable steps. Yeah, because probably what actually matters more than the goal is the habits that you form Mm -hmm. to help you then achieve the goal, right? Yeah. And like what James Clear in his book talks about is habits but not just habits, he talks about rituals. And I think rituals are like our rhythms, right? So he says, find the beauty and joy in your daily rituals and you will find beauty and joy in your daily life. To love your habits is to love your days and to love your days is to love your life. And he talks about how our habits are making us the people who we are. So if we have a goal, usually that's about like who we want to be. Maybe we want to be more organized. Mm -hmm. Maybe we want to be more active. Maybe we want to pursue um, our interest in dance because we want to be someone who expresses ourselves through dance or whatever. You know, often it's about like who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Our habits help us, like our habits are who we really are, what we're doing every day. That's forming who we are and informing what our habits are as well. And so we have to focus on getting those right. And I like that he talks about developing rituals to help us get started forming habits so for instance if you are finding it hard to get started with a new habit he says then develop a ritual around it so I was like when I read this I was like okay here we are this is the rhythms part of it so it can't just be every day I'll do this it's like every day at this time I will do this and I'll do this bit as well because that will make it a bit more, you know, it's like when people buy the new drink bottle mm. or the dance shoes or a mirror for their studio or whatever it is, um, new paint brushes. And he talks about habit stacking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this is a really cool idea. Other people talk about this as well, is if you want to form a new habit, then stack it onto an old one that is already embedded in your life. And I think when you start doing that, then we're starting to talk about rhythms. Yeah, because we talked about that, eh? like uh, how do we, for instance, make something that we don't like doing meaningful or rich. So like cleaning, you know, chuck Mm -hmm. an audio book on and then suddenly you've stacked a habit that you maybe didn't want to do with something that you do want to do. And you've made the whole experience more meaningful. Yeah. And then hopefully you're like starting to see the beauty and joy that can come from like working, practically working towards a goal or whatever, because yeah, you've like added elements of meaning and joy and richness, like you say. As we've been talking about that, Hannah, I've been struck with this idea and it's interesting because I normally have a a sense of what I want to do or achieve in the next year. But 2023 has been quite full on and I've just realized that I haven't been in a space where I've actually been able to even think about what do I want to achieve in 2024? What What's going to be on my highlight reel for 2024 when I hit 2025? And I might be speaking to someone out there who's the same, who this year has been so tight and squeezed and full on that mm. they haven't had a chance to think about even what their resolution could be. Or do you feel the same? Like what's your year been like? And do you, what do you think about how do we make carve out some time, you know, even to just think of something to do? Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat as you. Like I was having a conversation with someone recently 
and the idea of like January or February 2023 came up and in my head I heard myself say, oh, that was only a few months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, that's what it feels like. It's been the longest but quickest year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely has flown by and I have just been like so focused on what I've been needing to achieve and do this year, like what's right in front of my face. So I haven't so much been thinking about what's coming next. Um, But I think what, yeah, I think though we're in a great position as people who are engaging with rhythms and looking to embed rhythms in our lives because we've talked about this before, rhythms really help us slow down and Mm. be reflective and self-aware. At least that's my experience. I've shared about that before. And it really does get me thinking about like, what's going on? What am I feeling? Why am I feeling that? What am I dreaming about? What am I doing? So again, here in the Southern Hemisphere, hopefully you're not having to rush back to work. Some of us will be, but some of us, our holiday period, as in like Christmas, New Year's, everything blurs into now summer holidays and vacation. There could be time now for like summer rhythms and um, we're actually going to have spoiler, a podcast episode about that coming up as well, about the summer rhythms saving our lives. But this could be a time for some summertime rhythms that are about being slower and reflective and self-aware, thinking about last year, thinking about those dreams that you actually had. You know, your idea is your new resolution began last year. That's right. There were things that happened in 2023, thoughts that you had, ideas that you had, um, that you had, you kind of put way to the back of your head because you were so busy and you were running those are ones now that and slowing down and reflecting giving yourself space and time for that which the rhythm is the tool that will help you actually do it they're going to come back to the forefront of your mind those are the ones to grab onto and for me like I talked about at the start of the episode that template that I had and it had all these different little prompts and that was a really helpful thing for me to do that year that potentially could be like a tradition or a rhythm, someone who found that helpful might choose to do that each year because it kind of gets you to think, the prompts kind of got me to think about, yeah, what are the things that I want to create or what do I want to be filled with or where do I want to go? I can't remember what all the prompts were, but, you know, they were like interesting ones like that. I think what's helpful for me because I can be quite forgetful around things is having a note of some of those ideas that you had or some of those what ifs or those dreams or fancies that you had throughout the year that you didn't have time to give the headspace to is it even mm-hmm. just writing them down or making a note of of them so they don't disappear and yeah how sad like to have a really exciting dream only to forget about it because you were too busy to do anything about it the neat thing about this part of the year hopefully is that the accelerator pedal's down at the moment, right? It's really fast. It's like a sprint to the finish. And then there's a sort of clear sky on the other side of January, hopefully, where there's that couple of days where people are still not at work and physically the traffic is less, the weather's hopefully nicer, and the world seems to slow down just a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping in that clear sky moment will be a time to actually just have space mentally to think about what the next what the new year is going to look like. For sure. And I think again, hopefully as people who have been looking for rhythms, we'll have some ideas of the things that will help us to do that, right? So like for me I instantly know, okay, and I go for a walk, right? Mm, mm. Or um 
another idea is at this time of year, often more of us are catching up with old friends, you know, because mm-hmm. we're like moving around the country, going on holidays, or we've just got more time during the day. So we go, oh yeah, text a friend, do you want to grab an ice cream or whatever? Um, and I think that that's another helpful rhythm um, is being in conversation mm. with someone, you know, a good conversation that often reminds us of who we are, or who we've been. Yeah. It brings other ideas to mind, things we've said, previous conversations that we've had, like that rhythm is like a bit of music and it reminds us, oh yeah, I forgot that I knew this melody yeah. and that this is something important to me. So I think that that could be a helpful rhythm now during these first few days and weeks of the year is to like catch up with people who we haven't seen for a while, but who you have those life-giving rhythmic conversations with. See what that tells you about what's important to you and what you could be dreaming about. I think just those like slow mornings, you know, mm. Um, we have more time now that we're not rushing off to work or to do the school drop-off, whatever. So being able to go and make it your everyday rhythm during the summer if you can to have your coffee outside or to make your breakfast slowly or whatever it is. Um, some of you with kids are like shaking your head right now being like, Hannah, <laughs> the kids are still here. Yeah. <laughs> but for some of us it's possible. Or maybe there's another time in the day. Yeah. Maybe they're got playdates or with grandparents or cousins or whatever it is that's when we've got some time to sit and pull out that journal or that book we started reading halfway through last year that we're only just coming back to now Mm. and do that over the next few days and weeks and see what comes to mind Mm. I think you know we want consistency in our rhythms but I also think it's okay to be like summer or holiday version of ourselves and there could be different rhythms that goes with holiday I've said before I think on this podcast I am the best version of myself on a day off and I think I'm the best Hannah on a holiday so <laughs> Hannah so holiday so double. has different holiday holiday Hannah has different rhythms yeah it'll be double because you'll have days off and you'll be in holiday exactly. mode exactly and if you're playing a good game of tennis with the people that you're chatting with in your breaks as well you'll be feeding off each other a sense of like not just a surface level conversation but if there's something that's really important to you that you want to achieve they're the types of people that are going to hold you accountable for that because I think Mm -hmm. um, I pulled out in the reflection is that a lot of resolutions fail because we don't set ourselves up with people who can help us get to where we want to go, where we need to go as well, mm-hmm. what we want to achieve. And th- those are the types of people, and, and you'll know who that is or who those people are by the, by the time you spend with them and the, the effort you put into that relationship. They're the people who are going to help you achieve that resolution. And also, by the way, I think when we think New Year's resolutions, I pointed at the ones that are the most common, right? Lose weight, get the finances in order. But New Year's resolutions don't have to be these life-changing, life-altering shifts. They can be little things. Like you mentioned, yeah, go and read that book that you were going to read. You know, it might just be that I want to read more. And that doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. um, I have to read a novel a month. That can be, I I might read the newspaper occasionally. It's about Mm -hmm. small cumulative steps, eh? Like stacking those into bigger victories and I think the people that you're in contact with that you're playing that good game of conversational tennis with and feeding back to each other 
throwback to episode 14 about feedback. Have a listen. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're playing that good game of tennis, then you're both going to be helping each other achieve those goals. We can even bring those people into rhythms that are about keeping us accountable, right? So like, sorry to keep banging on about it, but say it's about like choosing some different foods or something that you want. You know, maybe you're going for a raw lifestyle now. I don't know. That doesn't appeal to me, but say it does. (laughs) Maybe it's about like that you go grocery shopping with a friend, Mm. you know? Yeah. And so that's part of your weekly rhythm is that you and your girlfriend or flatmate or whatever, you go grocery shopping together on a Thursday night. Just having the other person with you who you've said like, hey, I'm on this raw, you know, so that they go, oh, is someone coming to visit or something? They don't know about that. You're putting that in your trolley or whatever it is. Yeah. They might be more gentle, less sake than that. Um, <laughs> or it could be that maybe you want to um, read more, like we said, and that you've got a friend and you like text each other about what you're reading. So if there's like you read something, you're like, oh my gosh, I just loved that quote or, oh no, I'm really angry because I disagreed with that or I didn't like that that character did that or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you've got a friend that you, they know if you just text this weird thing about a character, they're like, okay, I know what that's about. Like, oh, that's that book that she's reading. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like that's, again, thinking about rhythms is we can like build that into our rhythms. We can build the people in to the rhythm as well around keeping us Mm. accountable and that be like a fun life-giving part of it. And this is like totally down a different track, but how fun is it when you're part of something with someone else? So like when you're in on an inside joke, that actually is such a like, it's such a tribe builder, you know, when you're part of an inside joke. It reminds me of this quote from The Office where Michael Scott, who's a bit of a sad sack, he's like, I love inside jokes. I hope to be part of one one day. It's just the saddest thing. It's so funny, but it's so sad as well because it really does make you feel like you've found your people or you've got your tribe or and and mm-hmm. the power of that to to adhere you to an outcome. Like I th- I don't think you can overstate how having someone in your corner helps. Like I don't mm. think anyone can read. Some people will. They're wired to do it to do it alone. But having someone in your corner, like uh, that mental picture of, you know, going grocery shopping on a raw food diet, I, I don't know why, but in my mind, the, the second person wasn't on the raw food diet. Okay. So that made it immensely more interesting to imagine that dynamic of like, oh, so what you, you so you're not going to cook that pasta, you're just going to eat it raw, are you? <laughs> you know, like snarky comments across yeah. the supermarket. But even even that in that there's that sense of richness around it's a textured relationship. Yes. It makes the whole process just more fun and more enjoyable when there's that texture. There's nothing worse For than sure. boring relationships, right? I think that that's a really lovely example because you're in rhythm together. You know, like I'm picturing two people walking down the aisles together of a grocery store. You're like walking together in rhythm, but, and that can be really good. And also sometimes, though, that's not doable, right? No. Yeah. Um, like you do your groceries at different times every week or you just don't have someone to go with or your friend who you would do it with lives in another city or whatever it is. You don't want to tie yourself down to a specific time. You do it online, which I do and is one of my favorite. <laughs> still. But um, 
there's ways to include people in your rhythm without them having to actually really be present in it, right? So that's when you can like just shoot off a text to someone or send a when meme. you send a meme, totally. Or maybe you don't have a regular catch up with someone, but when you do, you take along your like little journal of where you're recording beautiful things. And you just like share about that, you know, so it doesn't have to be a regular thing, but that's just part. So yeah, it doesn't have to be, oh, every week when I'm doing this thing, there's someone with me doing it with me. We can get creative about how to bring people. And that can also be freeing, not being tied to someone. You know, I often will choose not to start watching a new Netflix or whatever show with someone because I don't want to be tied to that person. I want to be able to watch the next episode even if they don't want to. If you have a spouse or a partner, you'll know that when you're like, oh, are you going to watch this show or can I, what, can I keep going? We've had that a couple (laughs) of times, but, but that brings up a good point as well. Like it isn't always going to be smooth sailing as well. There's going to be challenges and obstacles that get in the way of where you want to go. And having a goal or a new resolution is going to be, there's going to be challenges and obstacles built into that. And the great thing about rhythms is it gives us tools to not only anticipate, but overcome obstacles as they come and as, as we see them on the horizon as well. Mm. Uh, And so you've talked about a couple of their really practical ones. Setting any sort of goal is hard. I think what's difficult about New Year's resolutions is that come from a place of like, I don't want to sound melodramatic, but there's a sense of almost desperation in some of them. Like Mm -hmm. I've reached this point where I have to make this call. Like I need to lose weight again, using weight as an example. And that's sad in a way that we have to reach that point of, of like, I have to do something about this because I like the initial first few weeks of my weight loss journey weren't, I wouldn't call them enjoyable. In hindsight, they were Mm -hmm. like good, but they weren't enjoyable. There's new habits, new ideas, new routines, new rhythms as part of that. But the, the process of getting to where I've gone has steadily become more enjoyable as I've learned more about it, treating it almost like a hobby or like a new passion or a new skill rather than just, I have to do this so I can achieve this. It's like, you don't have to mm-hmm. view them at odds with each other. You can do weight loss in a way that you make it, like you're enjoying how you are getting to your goal. You're not just struggling along with a whip at your back until you reach this goal, which you're not even happy about at the end because it's like, oh, well, I suffered to get here. I, I, I don't think we should be stuck to this idea that, our goals should be something that we have to suffer through in order to get to them. Cause it, what kind of, it's, it's like a furic victory, you know, it's, it, we've scorched the earth behind us. Well, I think that that's as well when we know that we've like found a rhythm or gotten into the rhythm is when it is a little bit more enjoyable, yeah. maybe, you know, like you're kind of like dancing along with it, or maybe it's even slightly more effortless, you know, having to put so much yeah. thought into it, then you yeah. know, that is the beauty though, of like starting on New Year's though, is that that tradition that many of us partake in, it does give us like the point where we can look back and go, mm. oh wow, but I find these stairs so much easier 
today in August than I did in January when I got back to work or whatever. So we're definitely not knocking New Year's resolutions. No, All no. these things that are really, like, it's and again, we're saying your New Year's resolution started last year, but we're telling you this on the 1st of <laughs> January. <laughs> well, it's, it's again an attempt to try and be clever with the title of the show. <laughs> no, but I like this idea because, again, like I'm someone who in the past has been like, should I have a New Year's resolution? I'm sure there's something that I would want to embrace this year. Oh, what should it be? And really, I need to be looking back to yeah. see where I want and to I, go. And I guess that's really what I'm trying to say is that the act of, of deciding to do something on New Year's, great. Like, good that you're drawing a line in the sand and this is a good place to, to do it. But what I'm saying is that if it's important, if it's me, if it means something to you, Chances are you've already thought about it earlier in the year and you've shelved yeah, it yeah. and you've decided now is the time to do it, which again, great. Anything that, that can get you to where you need to go and enjoy doing it, beautiful. Just have a dig down in your brain because I'm guarantee there'll be something dusty on the shelf at the moment that you are now thinking about going, oh, you know what? I can actually start doing that now. I mean, it is, it's 2024 mm. when you're listening to this. so. I mean, good luck with your new resolution. Think about that resolution, not just for this year, but for the next year or the year after, or what could, what could come from that resolution. Maybe there's a new project or a new idea that comes out of that. And that's like a five-year thing. Hmm. So maybe your new rhythm is that every year you're building new resolutions on top of your initial resolution. So I hope that this has been helpful for you, whether you've been thinking about starting a resolution and good on you because there's no time like the present to start something. Mm -hmm. Okay, Chris. So just as we are wrapping up the episode here, normally we talk about, okay, so then based on the conversation we've just had, what does that going to mean for your rhythms going forward? And I think that there's been lots of helpful conversation here for me especially, that's been new and thinking about what I want to do going forward. But I've got a slightly different question for you and for our listeners today. Mm-hmm. What I want us to think about this time is what is a rhythm that you started last year or that you had in your life last year that you want to bring with you into 2024? Oh, that's a good one. What What's your one? Okay. I think that. At this point, I think I just had a funny conversation with one sister today because we had someone order some cupcakes from us and it became a stressful experience. (laughs) But I've loved our rhythm of sending baking to work with my dad and getting feedback from his Mm -hmm. colleagues on it. Like, it's just really exciting, but also really helpful. So I really want to bring that with me um, into 2024. But that's one of the ones that's dependent on a few other people. So we'll mm-hmm. see. What about yeah. you? Well, I was just thinking this podcast has been a great new rhythm of 2023, which we are going to take through into 2024 while we already have with this episode. And mm-hmm. it got me thinking that I really enjoy, I have enjoyed being a creative person and have let that slip aside in the last few years. And so the act of even making something like the podcast, I think has ignited a, a sense that I've, I think I want to carry on doing that this year as well in 2024 and maybe think about how I can be creative in other ways. Maybe that's um, extending the sort of the reach of the podcast, maybe looking at different ways of doing the show or even trying new creative outlets. I really want to 
have some music written and released. Like I've been sitting on lots of different songs and ideas all of 2023 and I just haven't had the mental space to put them down as recording. So I think that's something I really want to achieve in 2024 as well. So I think just the act of creating in 2023 has been a really healthy and healing thing for me. And doing Mm. the podcast has been a key part of that. And that's something I want to carry through to this year as well, 2024. Mm, exciting. I hope Stay so. Stay tuned. Well, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I don't know. No it's, pressure, it's but we'll be your accountability people. Oh, no. I've set myself <laughs> up now. I, yeah, no, I really do need that. I do need, because it's something that every year I've been like, no, Nick, this is the year that you're going to write something and, and release it. But it never becomes the year that actually it happens. So 2024. I don't know. I've got a good feeling about it. So we'll give it a shot. Cool. Love it. All right. Well, if another thing that we would love to start the year off with is your feedback <laughs> on our podcast, like a five-star review. Yeah. The, a five-star review would be great. Also, if there has been an idea or a goal or a a challenge that you want to, a new year's resolution that you want to start in 2024, that's great all, all power to you um there's no time like the present to do that but if there's been something that's been sitting on the shelf and it's gotten a bit dusty from 2023 um and if you feel like why don't you share that with us i think it would be a great place to do that in the in the uh, q a section on spotify just let us know what mm-hmm. are some of the what are some of the goals that you had last year or this year um that you want to achieve what are some of the resolutions that you have. We'd love to hear from you because that really makes our day when we get people engaging with the show, um, not just giving us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, but actually hearing from you. We do really appreciate totally. that. Yeah. And But again, you can also, if Spotify is not your jam, you can find us on Instagram. We would love to receive your DMs. Like We just light up every time someone reaches out and has a little conversation with us. Um, and we always post about the episodes on Instagram as well. Um, so you can comment on the posts. We can have a conversation there. Um, we've said this before and it's so true is we don't just want to be like talking at you, but we'd love to be talking with you and getting into the rhythm of conversation with you. So reach out and let's do it. Let's do it. All right. 2024. Are you ready for this, Hannah? I think so i think i will be by the time we actually get there chris (laughs) which is now future chris and future future hannah Hannah yeah we're talking to you right now present chris and hannah yeah yeah a bit of an identity crisis at the moment i don't know which version of me i'm talking to all right everyone have a great new year if you're on holiday enjoy that last beautiful quiet new year's break and we'll see you on the next episode see you then Thanks for listening to the Rhythms Podcast. For show notes, episode transcripts and more, remember it's rhythms.com. That's itsrhythms.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. We want to hear from you. If there's a rhythm in your life you want us to talk about or a question you'd like to ask us about this episode or any others, get in touch. You can email us at therhythmspodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at itsrhythmspodcast. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to use the Q&A feature. See you next time on The Rhythms Podcast.